the Inquisitive Nobody. I'm your host, Martini Jean. This is where I discuss things from matters of the heart to the heart of the matter and share my perspective, even though our perspectives might not be shared. Okay, what's going on, everybody? So, just to start off real quick, this is Married at First Sight, Season 12, Episode 1, Countdown to Meltdown. All right, so this is the first official episode. Because before it was episode zero, the matchmaking special. So for this one, it's actually the first episode. All right. So let's get to it. Oh, wait, actually, no, let's not get to it for a second, because I forgot to talk about this of the matchmaking special and also the kickoff special that was on a uh, lifetime. So I, I. Why is everybody protecting Brianna like I don't get it on the first of all she okay so for me the way that she describes herself and the things that she wants in a man and all that stuff is 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 sending me super red flags and triggers and all that stuff but everybody else is saying oh she's a spicy individual she's fiery she's aggressive she's outspoken like all these things that with anybody else would be like a fire hazard or or a red flag saying no don't believe this person get out get out get out but everyone else is saying oh oh even even my friends like oh because i said that that i told him straight up that i believe that brianna was going to be the bitch of the season and he was like oh i completely disagree with you she seems mad cute and mad sweet i'm like all right yo you keep you i don't know you keep trying to protect her or whatever but then i just thought it was him but but no but it's the experts that they're trying to not say that she's a bitch and she's one of those i'm a strong black woman you can't handle me type chicks and everyone is trying to protect her and not say that and say oh no 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 she's just spicy she you know she has vigor and all this stuff and i'm like uh all right, so I guess we're just going to have to see it when it comes out because I, I know that it will. And me watching this episode, I've been count- I've been seeing, not necessarily counting, but I've been seeing the things that she's been doing that make me look like, I'm not going to like that at all. But, hey, I mean, I guess everybody just has to see it. She just gives me a lot of, like, Taylor vibes. Uh, Sheila vibes from way back in the day, the one who married Neil, Neil, Nate, Nate, the one who married Nate, uh, Iris vibes, you know, the one who was with Keith, like she, she's just, she's on that plane, just like, oh my goodness, she's just going to be annoying to be annoying, she's going to be stubborn to be stubborn, all those things, and I'm seeing it, and I don't understand why nobody else is, (laughs) It's it's fairly annoying, but fine. Let's let's, let's go. <laughs> but I'm just telling you that we're we're gonna see it, and I'll be like, "Ha! I told you so." But um, there is this YouTube video, okay, called "Why Are Black Women So Argumentative?" Um, let's let me look to see who it's by. It's by Melissa Ortiz. Okay. Why are black women so argumentative? Okay. I advise 
everybody, whatever color, race, or creed to watch that. But especially black women, they need to watch that video. Because then you will see what I'm talking about. (laughs) And it's just a very informative video that when you look at it, sure, it's going to trigger you. But maybe that's the point. Maybe it's supposed to splash some water in your face so you can see that, whoa, this person is saying facts, spitting nothing but facts. And maybe I need to change myself. But that that's for another time. But yeah, why are black women so argumentative by... Melissa Ortiz. It's seven years old. That that's what that's what's crazy about this video. It's seven years old, and in today's climate, it is so more potent than it ever would have been back then. It's so potent. It's beautiful. But anyway, so I guess I'm reading my notes, and it says I know that people want to give Brianna the benefit of the doubt. Because the black female is uh, is last on the list of suitable dating partners. And that's not me uh, trying to offend black women. It, that's just that st- statistically, what is it? Asian men and black women are the bottom two um, most desired partners, dating partners in life. Because uh, of a lot of stereotypes. With like the Asian men, they're short, you know, they got, they're short, they allegedly have small dicks and all that stuff. So one, they're short, so they don't seem to be the protective type. And two, if they have small dicks, then they're, then you can't satisfy me sexually. And with the uh, black women, it's very argumentative, very combative, um, want to start a fight all the time. So all those stereotypes make up the reason why they're on the bottom rung so i understand that uh um the listful suitable dating partners i mean the black female is down there but again if there was a guy on the show that was saying oh he's he's in between jobs or some or something to that effect you would tear him a new asshole you'd be like oh this guy is this guy's whack you know but um why give Brianna the benefit of the doubt if she's saying all these other trigger words like, oh, I'm picky. I'm like, what is it? I'm picky. I, uh, what was it? I'm picky. I'm slow to, uh, open myself up. Um, I want a man who makes more than me. I'm stubborn. You know, all these things, and no, but everyone's like, oh, but she's great. She's awesome. But why Why can she say, "Um, I'm slow to love, and that's okay for her, but if a guy says, I'm emotionally unavailable, and you're like, oh, forget that guy. He's, he's garbage. Get, get him out of here. But all these other things, oh, I, um, I'm, uh, I want my man to make more than me. Um, and all this, like a lot of trigger words that she's saying, and I'm like, mm, here we go, here's another one. And but we just let her slide. 
I don't get it. I'm not letting her slide. You guys can let her slide all you want, <laughs> but not me. I'll be keeping laser focus on Brianna, just like I did with Taylor, and Taylor showed her true colors eventually. And Iris, I didn't like from the from the moment she said the word virgin. And Sheila, I didn't like either. So we're just going to just keep going until everybody sees her true colors and then we'll we'll all be fine but as of right now fine you can keep you can say that oh she's amazing and oh, she's great while i will see right through those <laughs> rose colored glasses of hers and be like nope told you bitch of the season but okay fine we'll keep going so um the first couple is brianna and vincent so this is now this is at the part where um everybody tells the, the participants the contestants tell their friends slash family that they are getting married and they'll be getting married in two weeks so brianna meets up with a friend of hers and her friend is like man are you are you like i didn't know that you were not not to say i didn't know you were doing this but this is great i, I didn't know that it was so far ahead of where you needed to be and she's like yeah and then the friend is like well are you are you ready for this because you know you're stubborn and then she's like i'm not stubborn and she's like uh yeah you're stubborn and you like things the you like things you're stubborn and you like having things done your way your own way and and then brianna's like well i've had people tell me no and the friend is like and how did you react to that and then brianna's like um i reacted <laughs> you know so just like okay she wants her man to make her more money than her she's stubborn um she wants things her own way just like i said before where she's like oh i'm organized and structured which is code word for i'm rigid and inflexible <laughs> so there you go i'm stubborn i want things that i want things to be done my own way you see what i'm saying like she's not gonna give she's not gonna let vincent do not anything but she'll probably give him like a side eyes and say like what you want me to do what hmm. go ahead i dare you or something like that but i don't know but they're eating their little burritos and they're just saying how cool it's gonna be in two weeks that you're gonna be married but you know what are you gonna do if you guys don't match blah 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 all this stuff and we they head to uh vince's place not his place but uh vincent is at a restaurant and he's saying that yeah he wants to be the provider and to, to his friends his friends are super happy that he's getting married and vince is like yeah i want to be the provider but rihanna is headstrong so vincent's friend asks what if she wants you to change for her and he can't answer because he wants to be the stereotypical provider protector but brianna's i don't know if brianna's not gonna have it but she's not gonna be the okay i'm just gonna be i'll sit here while you do everything nah that's not gonna be her at all so how how is that gonna clash because he wants to be alpha and she is alpha so it's very hard for two alphas to work not work together but work in conjunction with each other because both of them want to lead so 
it is going to be interesting to see how that dynamic plays out. So the next couple is Virginia and Virginia and Eric. So with Eric, um, the mom is not the mom is extremely traditional. She's she's for the. I mean, not, she's not for it. She's just going along with what's going on with Matt at first sight, but she's very traditional, and she's told Eric that she doesn't nece- she doesn't necessarily approve. You know, so she doesn't necessarily approve, and she's just concerned that he's going about this the wrong way. With Virginia, the dad doesn't approve, and the mom... The mom's going to be at the wedding, but the dad doesn't approve. And he's like, well, you still see it on television. So that kind of really sucks because Virginia has abandonment abandonment issues. So to so for nobody to participate in a very important moment in her life, it's kind of messed up. Now, granted, I understand that to an older person, this this act is ludicrous. Like, why would you do something like this? I, I completely understand where they're coming from and they don't want to participate in it. They think it's a stupid reality show and it's not serious. But at the same time, your daughter has abandonment issues. So now you're just packing on, you're dumping on all the uh, already, like, how do I say it? You're You're adding fuel to the fire, pretty much. You're dumping all these like she already has abandonment issues and now you're putting on even more you know like you're so you're solidifying all the crap that's already weighed down by her you know what i mean so yeah it sucks it sucks that her well at least her mom's gonna be there but her dad you, you can tell that she really wanted him to be there but uh unfortunately he's not well at least uh, to my knowledge I, I don't know but he's saying that he's not gonna be there so that sucks So, um, next up is, uh, ooh, Paige and Chris. So, uh, Paige tells, Paige tells her family that, of course, she's getting married, and they're all excited, except for her, I think it's her brother, I don't know, it's either her brother or her cousin, and he's talking about, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, you don't even know this dude, what is your, what are your deal breakers, and, you know, the top two that she says that, is that he has to be uh, uh, God-fearing and he he needs to want to have like children. So he's so if that if her husband is not any of those things, like she doesn't want him. Luckily for Paige, he is he is God-fearing and he does want to have children. But at the same time, um, the brother is saying, "Well, you had like a lot of deal breaker. You have more than that." And you were talking about those two things like last week. I mean, you were talking about more than those two things last week about deal breakers. So I don't know what's going on. And he said he's been married for a year and a half. So he just wants to make sure that his sister is super serious about what's going on. And he said that it was years until he finally married his wife. So not to say that he's saying that, oh, just because it's shorter, it'll be better. But he just wants the best for her because it's his sister so he's just saying i don't know you're telling me you only have two deal breakers but i know you have like 15 of them so what what what's really going on what's what's really good 
So, um, yeah, so he's 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 just concerned, which I understand. Yeah, Chris, uh, Chris tells his family at his house, and they're very, they're really, really, really heavy on spirituality. And it was, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't know. I guess I thought that was very, just very interesting that all of them were, just, they just kept harking on spirituality, spirituality, and things being aligned. Like this is aligned for you, and one of the friends was like, you know, if she's beautiful, has a great heart, and she's spiritual, you're you're good to go. You're set. And a lot of these things kept coming up, where if you have beauty, not even if you have beauty, but if you're loving, you're caring, and all that good stuff, you have a good heart, you're good. You're good. You're good. And see, that's the thing that messes me up because I used to think that was true. Yes, you are good. You're great. You're great. You're great if you have all these things. But I'm I'm living proof that it is not true, that you are not good. You still need money. Okay. You'll probably be married more if you have money and have none of the other things because we've come to see that people get married for stability and not necessarily for happiness so this so when people keep saying that yeah if she's this she's that she's that nothing with money you're fine or or if he's this he's that he's that you're fine nothing with money and it's like mm, i don't know like i i fell for those things too but then womp womp i didn't i didn't come through but anyway the grandma says um beauty fades but uh beauty fades so you you need to make sure that person has uh, a heart, a good heart, because good hearts don't fade. And she tells Chris to, this is his grandmother, and she tells him to not have any preconceived notions because he's very, he's very much like that. He's preconceived notions like, okay, this is, this, if she's not this, then forget it. And she's saying that this process has been very unorth- unorthodox, but so was him getting to success and who he is now as an entrepreneur so uh she's not necessarily for it but she's not denouncing it as well because again it's an it is very unorthodox and the way that his life came about has been unorthodox remember he uh was homeless for like a year and then he finally uh what is it put his bootstraps on and all that stuff and got to where he is and now he's a um now he's now he's an entrepreneur, you know, and and making Boku bucks and looking good in his suits and all that good stuff. So there you go. So it's eleven days before the wedding. All the girls finally meet, and then all the guys finally meet. Of course, they don't meet each other, but they, their groupings meet separately. So uh, Chris asks, um, "Why?" He asks everybody, "Why do you want to get married?" And Jacob says that he can't do it on his own anymore. He's getting older and the apps or the dating apps were just way too much for him. So he trusts the experts to help him out. Chris, uh, oh, Chris says that he wants to grow old with someone. He, he, his last relationship, he met her in September and a relationship in October, engaged in February, and then they broke up months apart after that. And hey, that sounds familiar <laughs> you know that's what happened with Banks' fiance she met her man in october 
October, I think, 25th. Well, October 25th is when they made it official, I believe. And then four months later, in February, I think a week before uh, Valentine's Day, they he proposed. So it was like four months. It's a four-month courtship, uh, allegedly. I don't know. Because I, um, I, I remember that she would visit him like two two hours away every weekend to hang out with him and all that good stuff. And then I guess they finally made it. She was doing that in the summer, and then they finally made it official in October. And then in February they um they got engaged. So yeah, so this, so all this all this sounds familiar. And uh, the the but the breakup thing months after that that's that what happened to me <laughs> so it's a combination this combination of uh, our stories uh on the girl side clara asks what's the first thing that you wanted in a husband and brianna says caring loving basic caring and loving basically which is a lie because it's on record that she wanted a man who wanted more than her who, who makes more than her and all, and all that good stuff. So I don't know why she's trying to save face in front of these people. Granted, yeah, this is literally the first time that she's uh, seeing these people. But yeah, that is not the first thing that you wanted from your man. Sorry. We got it on video. <laughs> um, Virginia says she wants somebody to have fun with. She she hates the term settling down. She Because she wants to... Uh, be up and be lively so, and i get it but no nah, when you get married you're selling down man like bat- you're batting down the hatches like you're not going anywhere uh but but i get i get what her sentiment is um page says that of course she wants a god-fearing person and wants the desire to have children those that's the first thing that she wanted and she asked for in a husband and clara said that she wanted somebody who was confident and a strong personality so that's that's what they wanted. Uh, Haley did not. I guess she didn't say anything, or I, did, I guess I didn't catch it. But um, so they go back, and then um, Chris meets with his pastor Dwight. So Pastor Dwight and Chris says that he's looking for love and not lust anymore, and because he he messed up on his last relationship saying that uh every relationship that he had sex with before he uh, got to know the person and it never worked out so he said that chris is going to wait on having sex with his wife which is Paige. um and yeah he's not he's looking for love and not lust i mean i i mean i i find that commendable i, I find it commendable so that's good and Pastor Dwight says that uh, you know this is a, this is a serious thing, and when you're thinking about a wife, you know this is someone that you're going into covenant with, that you're sharing your last name with, that you're going to have children with. You don't want someone who only wants you because you're handsome or you have your own business. You want someone with you because you have a good heart. Again the thing with the good heart and this is where i trip up even a pastor is saying that a pastor is saying that hey you need to have a good heart i had a good heart i have a good heart why aren't i married (laughs) you know uh i I don't know why they keep spewing that thing i think they need to change and say no you need a good job man yeah heart 
stuff, whatever. Hard caring, yeah, that's great. But you're not going to get married until you have a job, until you have a good enough job, all right? That's, that's, that's what you need. I think people need to start saying that and smack them with reality instead of the Disney movie magic stuff. Oh, all you need is love and blah, blah, blah. I had all that. All that, all that stuff that you keep saying that men need, I had it. No one ever said that I need a good job. <laughs> and that's what they'd be really looking into, really looking at. So eight days in, eight days until the wedding, they uh, splash that on the uh, front of the screen. And they, oh, uh, the girls meet again at a different, you know, at a different time. And... Bri- um, uh, not Brianna. Um, what's it called? Uh, Clara buys everybody some lingerie. I don't know how she got everybody's sizes, but she just bought a whole bag of lingerie, and she's just giving it to everybody. And everybody's not trying them out, but they are mixing and matching. They're like, "Ooh, that looks good. I'll take that one or whatever." So, and then. You know, Clara, Clara's, you know, a little, she's, she's saying that all, oh, it, it kind of sucks because we can talk about this stuff. We can talk about lingerie, but I don't think I can talk to boys like this. I'm, I don't think I can talk to the men like this and because they, they want to be into it. I'm like, what, what kind of men are you talking about that are not into lingerie and you being in it so they can take it off? What, who are you speaking to? <laughs> what kind of guys are you speaking to? But. And then Brianna, or Brianna, she's like, oh, I feel like Clara is anything Fifty Shades of Grey. You know, like kind of giving a, a judgment on her. And also I forget that uh, when the girls first met and uh, uh, Virginia was talking about her, her settling, well, not wanting to settle down because she wanted to liven up. Again, Brianna was to the side and she's like, well, yeah, that's great that you want to be, you know, she was in the confessional and saying that, oh, yeah, that's that's great that you want to be livened up and stuff like that. But, hey, uh, settling down means, you know, you're getting married. So you need to kind of watch out for that. You know, like, again, judgmental. She's being judgmental on Virginia's playful attitude and she's judgmental with Clara being in touch with her sexuality and giving it up. I'm telling you, man. Yo, Clara is my chick. My chick of the show. And I know. Mm, she look good, too. Psh, yo. I know she throws down in the sack. And oh, whew, I would love to have experienced that. But alas, <laughs> I don't live in Atlanta. But, th- but that's what I'm saying. Like, she's being mad judgmental. And it's like. I'm telling you, it, it's going to come out. It's going to come out. Um, but, uh, yeah, she's like, yeah, I don't think the men will be comfortable. And then peop, uh, people are saying, hey, you know, is, is, is your, uh, is your, um, is your husband, you think your husband's going to like the lingerie? And then, of course, Brianna, he better like this lingerie. It's like, all right, calm down. He better like my personality. Ugh. Um, one of the deal breakers was, oh, Clara asks everybody, what would be the one deal breaker that you would never try? Like what, not what's your deal breaker, but what's your non-negotiable, I guess. Um, what, what is something in bed that you would never try? 
And Brianna says no handcuffs because she feels like she would have zero control over the situation. Mm-hmm. She would have zero control. Hmm. Another clue. You know what that means? That she is a control freak. And it just solidifies what her friend was saying, that she, she likes to have things her way. And again, that's fine if you're single. But honey boo boo, you're getting married. So you're going to have to compromise on a lot of stuff. And sorry to burst your bubble, but hopefully half the time you do not get things your way because that's not how it works. So you need to uh cut the you need to cut the shit. <laughs> you know, you need to get rid of that attitude. But anyway, uh they say it's one week to the wedding and this is about Virginia and Eric and they ask Virginia you know about her potential husband which is Eric and she says what if what if he what if he isn't fun oh no I think this is when maybe she was uh trying on a trying on her dresses because this is yeah this I'm going fairly quickly but this is one of the uh, areas where they try on the dress. Where all the protesters try on the dress, and all the girls, uh, I mean, and all the guys uh, try on their tuxes, and they're talking with their friends and family and all that stuff. And somebody asks, "Well, what if he isn't fun?" Because of course, Virginia is all hopped up on fun, 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 fun. And she's like, "Well, you know, he has to. Okay, maybe if he's not fun, he has he has to be okay with me still doing the things that I consider fun, like going to the raves and all all that stuff." And then they ask, well, what if he's not okay with that? And then she says, well, it's going to be hard. And I think it is, man. It's because uh, it's like, he, I don't know. Not to say that she needs to grow up. She she is at the age. She is at the age of what she is supposed to be doing. Literally. Yeah, she's supposed to be going to the raves. She's supposed to be having fun. She's supposed to be taking jello shots and all that good stuff. But you're getting married too, so that means I'm going to need for you to be responsible. I can't have you coming in at 3 o'clock in the morning while I'm going to bed at 9 o'clock because I have work tomorrow. You know, it's like, I don't know. You're going to have to calm that down. And I know eventually she will. Like in 10 years, she, she's not going to be partying. Wait, she's 25, so at 35, she's not going to be partying as much as she used to back then. It's just that it's just going to take 10 years for that to slow down, and that's going to suck. Because Eric is 34, I believe. He's going to want her to slow down now, and she won't be able to because she's at the age of where she does that. She's going to have a lot of pep in her step, and it's just going to be hard for them to uh, decide on what that what that area looks like for them you know uh, and, and it sucks but um the next the next part is the bachelor and the bachelorette parties so of course they're having their separate events going on the girls have a whole bunch of other girls and they're dancing with each other and all that stuff and the guys have uh strippers of course and um uh what is it jacob asks eric um what how about if like your wife drinks or something like that but like drinks like super heavy and eric is like man i really hope that's not the case because i don't want her to drink like that i'm i'm totally not that guy i'm not into that stuff 
and then they do a, <laughs> they do a juxtaposition shot they cut away and they go to her and she's like just downing she's like oh she's downing the jello shots and and, and jaeger bombs and vodka whatever and i'm just like oh man they are complete op- they're not complete opposites it's just that they are just on the long end of the spectrum you know again he's 34 she's 25 it's almost a, i mean damn damn near a 10 year gap you know so uh, it's just interesting and um uh jacob they t- uh, what was it it's some random dude that's there and eric they talk to jacob about well what what happens if you don't think your wife is like that attractive and he's like oh you know i want i want i want an eight and up i mean seven i can deal with eight i can eight i can work with eight, eight i can i can work with an eight i'm like work with an eight what do you mean i, I i'd be striving for an eight because nine and tens nines and tens for me they don't i don't know i couldn't be with a nine and a ten no that that's just too much work and you're probably just gonna leave me <laughs> you're probably just, you're probably just gonna cheat on me with somebody better and just leave me it, like nines and tens nines and tens you don't go out with you just admire from afar or on instagram and you hit a like and you maybe simp and you're like oh you look so sexy today hot stuff <laughs> you know what i mean you don't actually go out with a nine and a ten you just experience them you just look at them and you're like wow that woman exists in reality that is amazing and that's it eights and downs are the ones that you go out with okay and again not to say that eights are ugly or something like that i'm just saying nines and tens you don't go out with them you just you just you just look at them that's it you don't go out with them they're not people (laughs) um but yeah so i i thought that was weird that jacob would say that like yeah you know mm, seven's all right eight i can work with it's like okay um and then and then all then a lot of hypocrisy goes on in the bachelor party it's very weird because a lot of people they're starting to not like chris because chris asks weird questions chris is the one that um uh, is the chauvinistic pig is him so they can see with his questions that he's a chauvinistic pig that he's kind of weird and he comes he arrives late at the party and they're like oh my god and well he doesn't he, he he's not there at the party yet and then Vincent is the the stockbroker, the the humbling guy. And then he says, "Man, you know, Chris. Well, he doesn't say Chris ain't shit, but he's just saying, I'm not feeling. I'm not feeling Chris. He's disrespecting everybody because everybody's supposed to be doing this as a team. You know, we're going through this uh process together, so everybody should be here. So he's like super late. I don't know how late he is. I don't know maybe maybe thirty minutes, an hour. I, I'm not sure. But then Chris comes in." not even really dressed up with a blow up doll and everyone and everyone's everyone else is like what's he doing with a blow up doll but then like vincent all of a sudden just comes in and and gives him a hug and starts smacking the the uh uh starts smacking the the blow up doll on the ass and and having fun i'm like yo two seconds ago you were just hating on this guy and now you're violating a blow up doll What, what the hell is going on <laughs> you know and then jacob says oh uh, he's he sees the blow up doll and he's saying oh yeah mm, it's not my it's not this is not my type of party this is not my type of fun and i i don't i really don't respect 
what he's doing to that blow up doll. That's what Jacob is saying. And I'm like, dude, you you just said you're willing to work with a seven. Now you have like respect for women all of a sudden that he's doing something to an inanimate object. Very weird. And then Chris says, oh, man, I want to stay away from the strippers. Um, it's like, I, you know, they're like mesmerizing. I'm good. But then he came, he, but he came in with a blow up doll. It's, it's like, huh? Again, it's it, it's 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 weird. It, it's very weird. And then everyone everyone wants to stay away from the from the strippers because I guess they're mesmerizing or they don't want to get in trouble because even uh, Vincent is is talking to one of them and then he's like, oh man, I I need to stay away from the strippers because people are gonna think I'm an asshole because I'm getting married tomorrow. And it's like, fam, like they're not they're not you're not gonna sleep with them like they like you can talk to them <laughs> like it's okay i mean like probably yeah a stripper is probably going to uh nice you to death so they can get twenty dollars from you but at the same time there's still people you can talk to them you know it's not like well i mean how 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 weak are you if you if you believe that you'll sleep with the stripper before your wedding night i mean before your wedding the, the day after you know it, they, they have that much power over you that you don't even want to speak to them or you'll or you'll be in trouble it's like come on man yeah chris is like oh man no i can't I, I can't deal with real girls right now the only real girl i'm gonna deal with is my wife tomorrow i can't deal with real strippers it's like fam they're people too calm down um oh and this is my favorite part the so the girls they they shoot to the girls and the girls are sitting down and clara's like we're all alpha males right and they're like, "Woo, yeah!" So, th- so then Clara was like, "Yeah, so we're not gonna be submitting to anybody, but at the same time, I really need someone to take charge." And uh, Haley goes, "Yeah, I want somebody to call me out on my shit." And and then Clara was like, "Yeah, I, w- I need that. I need that tit for tat." And it's like, "What? I don't. I don't." This is the same thing with uh, what's her face, with Karen and and her and her friends, like they're alpha females, so they don't want to submit, but at the same time they want someone to take charge. So to me, that just sounds like okay, you're not gonna bow down to whatever, fine, but then you want a guy to go above your law, to to like disregard your law. And say, nah, you're doing it this way, bitch. Or whatever. Maybe not bitch. But, like, no. Like, you want... Basically, you want a dude... So, you're going to put up this wall. And you're saying, hey, this is the wall. But then you want some guy to break through the wall and be like, nah, we're doing it this way. Like, for what? What does that prove? What are you doing? And and I don't like to... And I don't like the, the whole take charge thing like look at the verbiage of that because i could understand if if they were saying yeah i don't want to submit but i do want somebody to be in charge no they want somebody to take charge meaning they want somebody to actively not pursue but conquer they they want somebody to conquer your principle they they want a man to conquer their principle you know i'm not submitting but I want somebody to take charge. Those are those are opposite. Those are opposite things, <laughs> you know. Like I don't know. It's like 
man, I don't want to get wet, but I want somebody to rain on me or something like that. It's like, it's, it's just weird to me. Ah, I just hate that. I just hate that. And then I hate it that women think that that makes sense. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Why are you fighting with the, with the male? Why do you want him to bark orders at you that you're not going to listen to because you're not going to submit? <laughs> you know what I mean? That That's my thing. I Now, I understand that you don't want to be a pushover or you don't want to just have some guy just rule your life. That I understand. I don't I know you don't want to be like the fifties wife and stuff and be like, oh, anything you say, dear, anything you say, dear, yeah, you're gonna stand up for your own you on your own two feet. I get it. But to say that you're not gonna submit to anyone, but you want somebody to take charge. Those two things don't make sense. You need to pick your struggle. <laughs> Do you want somebody to lead and you follow his rules or do you want to not take shit from no man, as you ladies love to say, and then do your own thing? I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it, but it gets on my nerves. Um, Paige, though, wants to submit and but she has to be comfortable with the guy first. Now, see that I understand. She's going to be like, okay, you know what? All right, he knows what he's doing. Cool. I'm going to let him I'm going to let him lead and we're going to rock. I understand. But that uh, that first thing that Clara was talking about, I'm not submitting. But I want somebody to I'm going to put up this law, but I want somebody to break the law. <laughs> oh, like I don't get it. It it's it's so weird. I don't know. But that's that's the end of the episode. Um, the next episode is when they actually uh get dressed and all that good stuff and then get married. So we're definitely gonna, I'm definitely gonna, I can't wait to see that that part. But okay, so we are on to the last segment of the show, which you know is the skin, the skin deep, the and self edition card game. So I believe I am on card 13 yeah i'm on card 13 all right so let's see what it has to say let's see what it has to say drum roll that's my horrible drum roll what am i going to miss out on by choosing this Ooh. wow what am i going to miss out on by choosing this hmm I have a friend who I've known for 20 years and since we've known each other we've always wanted to start a book to together. So um uh and he told me like but you know with life things happen. So we never got to work on it or anything like that, but it was always in the both of back in the back of both of our heads to do this, you know? And uh, just the other day, he was saying that, oh, I might have a publisher for our book. And I was like, oh, great. This, this is awesome. So he now he wants to work on it again. And we're going to work on it this weekend. And everything is going to be full steam. And, and that's great. So 
I see I'm th I'm thinking of this as a mega as a negative. What am I going to miss? Oh, wait, well, I guess it is. What am I going to miss out on by choosing this? Um, I'm not because my thing is with this, I'm going to I'm going to tweak the question a little bit. I think the thing that I'm going to miss out on, but I don't necessarily regret is anguish. Anguish and um, I'm going to I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss that. Which I'm going to miss that, which is good, because I feel with this road, uh, I'm I think I'm going to be closer to achieving the goal of writing a book than my previous one. Just because, and I'm not really going to say too much, but it doesn't give me too much confidence. That not to say that it won't be completed, but that I don't feel backed. You know, I don't feel backed. Like, man, this is gonna be great. We can't wait to see it. We can't wait to have it done, have it finished. Um, I I don't I don't feel that. Re I'm not reassured. There you go. But with this one, I feel that it's going. It's going to be the things that I'm missing from the first one. So what I'm gonna what so what I'm missing out on is doubt, which is great. Um, I'm not gonna have any doubt. I will probably get reassurance from here. So yeah, I'm missing out on those things by going on this direction, which is good. Um, because I I need that reassurance to and I I need that reassurance because it's motivation. And it's gonna motivate me to finish um a book <laughs> you know because again like i always keep saying at the end of this 2021 is all about change so this year regardless if it's the first book or the second book or the third book i i you will see a book from me this year completed you know that and I love that my it's organically moving in that direction that I don't know, God or the universe is, is driving me towards this and they want me to get my voice out there and my voice be heard. And I love it. So I can't wait for it. Can't wait for it. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. Uh, I'm glad for this opportunity and I'm going to take it. I'm going to take the opportunity. All right. So. That's the end of the show. Thank you for listening to the Inquisitive Nobody podcast. You can find this podcast on multiple digital service providers such as Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and iHeartRadio. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Vero at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D. That is at TinkPod. If you have any questions or topics you want me to discuss, you can either call 845 393 1863 and leave a voicemail or email at t-i-n-q-p-o-d-c-a-s-t at gmail.com that is tinkpodcast at gmail.com and i'll read your suggestions on the next show so after today's episode i'm not saying i have the dating world figured out but i am getting closer to figuring out a way to love within it thank you for listening my name is martini jean and i am the inquisitive nobody